Hi, everybody. Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. It's October 31st, 2022, and it's already the seventh day of Cheshvan 5783, moving into November, moving into a wintry November. It's like so crazy. We changed the clocks a couple of days ago. We prayed for rain on Sukkot a couple of weeks ago, and here we go. Uh, it's coming into our rainy season. Um, I'm with a group. I'll talk about that in a second. And uh, when I was supposed to rain tomorrow and somebody said, um, oh, no, it's going to rain. And I said, no, no, we never complain about the rain. We pray for rain. So it's all good that it's going to rain. And we're starting our six month sowing season. And you just really feel the land and you really feel the weather when you're here. And it's all blessed and it's all good. And anyhow, none of us are made of sugar. Nothing's going to happen. But what's interesting is that tomorrow or when you hear this podcast, because I'm busy, so I'm taping it as I usually do a day in advance, it's going to be in the middle of Israeli elections, or actually, if you're listening uh, in the States, it could be already towards the end of election day. And they say that when it rains, fewer people come out to vote. I don't know if that's so true, but we'll see what happens. Um, It's definitely going to be an interesting day. Um, I, uh, I'm voting for somebody that a lot of people think I'm crazy for voting for. I'm voting for a yellow chick kid. I, uh, I like what she did when she was justice minister. I admire her a lot. I have a different take than most people on, um, her position last year and part as part of the Bennett government. And right now she's not crossing the threshold. So people are telling me, okay, you like her fine, but it's a wasted vote. But, um, I'm not so happy with other people on the right right now. I don't like how they behaved last year, um, during the Bennett government, where it was more important to bring down the government than to actually run the country. Um, when someone gets all like, I'm more important than the country on me, uh, they kind of lose me. So we'll see what happens. I know a lot of other people who feel the same way that I do. I think if everybody that was hesitating to vote for her because they thought it was a wasted vote would actually vote for her, she might cross the threshold and really have an important role to play. But we'll see what happens as of this taping. And as of your listening, we probably don't know what's going to be. And the chances are that we're going to elections in another few months anyhow, because nobody will be able to cobble together a government. But as usual, it's not boring here. And uh, and I think it's cool. And I think it's good that I can say out loud who I'm voting for that I live in a country or at least am of an age and of a temperament that um, I don't care if people disagree with me. And that's all totally good. We're all entitled to our opinions. My opinion doesn't come to me just willy nilly. It's well thought out. I will be crying when I walk into the voting booth tomorrow, as I have every single time since I've had the privilege to vote in this country and in some small way impact the future of my people. So I go in there and I make the blessings of uh, that we've come to this time. And for me, it's really a very emotional experience. And you think I'd be used to it already with how many times we've had to vote. But um, I, I intend to feel that way all the time, to, to look at the very, very big perspective and uh, sway of Jewish history and realize that the times we're living in are really special. Somebody asked me the other day what I thought was the most incredible time in Jewish history. And after thinking about it for a minute, I said, maybe now. Maybe now. I mean, we're in the thick of it. So we're seeing all the issues and all the problems. When you read the history books, you tend to just get the big ticket items when you look at a time of history, either good or bad. But um, there's a tremendous amount of potential here. There are insanely wonderful people in this country, not necessarily in the political realm, but the people that I meet all the time and, and making my business to surround myself with 
uh, are just awesome. Speaking of which, one of them um, was very badly hurt in Hebron a couple of days ago, Oferachana, uh, who is not just a paramedic, but runs the Pinachama, the warm corner for soldiers. He has done so much over the years. I've taken people there. We leave cookies for the soldiers and do other kinds of things for the soldiers. I have a picture of him with his hand up to his wrist in a soldier's neck when a soldier was stabbed a few years ago. And Alfair clamped down on the on his, the blood vessels in the soldier's neck and held on to him for over like half an hour until they got to Jerusalem and were able to get him into the hospital. He saved the soldier's life. That's the kind of man he is, just exceptional. And he was very badly hurt. Although my understanding, the last I heard is that he's out of danger, but he still has a long way until he recovers. And so sending blessings for his full recovery from here. And just one of the people whom you don't know about until like something happens and they're in the news, unfortunately, this time for bad reasons. Um, but those are the people that are here. Those are the people that when I'm guiding, which I've been doing, which has been just amazing um, to take people to people, not just to places, but to people, because the people that make up the fabric of this country are just absolutely exceptional. So this week, I just started today. I'm with them for another few days. Um, with the uh, Women's Division of Israel Bonds, incredible organization, and the women are just, wow, beyond. Guided them a couple of times, then we had a little pandemic in between, so they didn't come and I couldn't be with them. But now we're back and uh, just really a privilege is women love Israel and they just care so much, devoted their lives to the country. And so we're taking them around. And because of the high profile of the organization, so we get into places that we usually don't get into, which for me as, as an Israeli is very cool. So we're going in a few minutes to meet Moshe Leon, the mayor of Jerusalem. We just had a beautiful meeting in the Jewish agency with girls, Ukrainian orphans. They were orphans in the Ukraine already. They were brought out and now they're being housed and fed and educated here in Israel. Um, one of them said that up until seven months ago, like they, they learned Hebrew and they learned about the Jewish holidays, but it was kind of like theoretical. And now they see there's a country where Hebrew is a living language and where the holidays are all celebrated. So they were saved in more ways than one. And of course, a lot of them traumatized from the war and for the things they went through and people that they had to leave behind. And of course, the whole cultural, you know, like just wrenching. Um, but good people here have made it their business to bring them in and to house them and to give them a new life. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, so we got a chance to speak to these girls and I mean, they would love to be fostered and adopted. I'm not in a position in my life right now where I can do that, but it'd be just lovely if they found families uh, to take them in. Uh, just, you know, I mean, with all the dreck and all the crappy things that are happening out there, really people trying to at least make make that situation better. So uh, we might get to see an Iron Dome, not sure about that, and do some other cool things, um, meet with an ambassador, uh, meet with someone on the Supreme Court. So it's going to be a really interesting week, and uh, I'm excited about that and just about really the privilege of taking them around and adding my little perspective and my piece on what's happening here in Israel. And then Saturday night, I'm out of here. I am flying to New York, to Atlanta, and then to New York City. I'm speaking. I'm back on that level also on being able to uh, speak outside the country and tell people what's going on here. So I was invited to Atlanta for a couple of days. If any of you are listening or in Atlanta, let me know. Um, you can drop me a line and, uh, and uh, maybe get to meet you or maybe you'll come here. I'll be there on um, next, let's see, it's November the Monday and the Tuesday. So it's November 7th and 8th. I'll be in Atlanta and I'll be in New York before that on the Sunday and a little bit after that. 
and uh, doing some personal things there as well. So just trying to, you know, get everything organized. One Israel Fund, for whom I'm Director of Tourism and Community Development, has a mission coming in December, which I think is almost sold out, um, that I'm guiding. And so I'll meet with some people there from then and really just, you know, the next few months, I hate to get all excited about the things that are coming because that's what happened with COVID, that there were so many great things on the calendar for all of us. And then boom, everything changed. And we had to learn to, nobody uses pencils anymore, but maybe everybody should have been distributed pencils during COVID because like we hardwire things in, right? We put them in our computers and we put them in our phones and everything's like, it's it, it's, you know, it's there. Um, And then things had to be deleted. So, you know, if we wrote it in pencil, we could just erase it. Same kind of idea. But we still have to make plans and we still have to hope that this winter will go well and the world will be not as insane as it has been for the last couple of years. And that a lot of the plans that we make will actually come to fruition. It's supposed to go to Egypt at the end of January. I was supposed to go last year, didn't end up going. Super excited for that trip. I hope that happens. So, you know, a lot of things. Uh, I think we all have to find that balance between making our plans and, you know, getting excited, but not too excited and realizing that there are so many things that we don't control. Uh, speaking of what we don't control, of course, is the violence in the Arab sector um, that has spilled out. There's some people who say, well, it's just internal violence, It's be- which is true. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas is on his way out. The Palestinian Authority is collapsing. Hamas, Islamic Jihad and all these newbie um, terror groups um, are, you know, raising their heads. And part of that is true, but it's also spilling out onto Jews, onto Israelis, onto Christians, onto other people, whoever happens to be in their way. And that, of course, has to be stopped. And it was with great chagrin that I canceled the tour that I wanted to do to Mount Eval and Mount Grisim up near Shechem, which is like the most unbelievable place to to learn Torah because it's where everything starts. Um, plus the wineries up there and the ranches up there and the people up there and the workshops and all different kinds of things, very inspirational area. Um, but it was, there's been a lot of violence on the road, particular that section of road that leads up there. And uh, I was with the family without, you know, just with a regular car. And I said to them, I just, I would drive up there myself. I just don't feel like I can, you know, you can never guarantee anyway doing anything. People always say to me, is it safe to come to Israel? And I think it's safe. Everything's safe till it's not safe. But I can't guarantee that you're not going to walk out of your house and fall in the snow. So it doesn't work like that. But in this particular case, and it really bothered me because already years ago, I said, like, I'm going if the road is open and the army securing the road, I'm going. But it's different when it's just me and when it's taking other people. And uh, and there really has been and most of it's not being reported. Um, Molotov cocktails and rocks and, and shootings and uh, there's a you know there's a there's a very high level of readiness by the army and by the border policemen and by everybody in the next couple of days especially with elections coming. Um, but I was you know it just like amazes me how just so many people Israelis just don't see what's happening. I went swimming this morning in Jerusalem. I was getting dressed and I was listening to two women having conversation. One of them said she's voting merits, which is so far left that their platform is an anti-Zionist platform. And uh, she said she's voting merits. And somebody said to her, why are you voting merits? And she said, because they'll bring peace. And I'm sitting there going like, all right, enough with the slogans. They'll bring peace with whom? How? What? Like, we're not in the 1960s, like flower power and like, let's just give peace a chance. There's a reality here. Face the reality. Yeah, we all want peace which actually isn't true. There's a lot of people in the world who don't want peace. There's a lot of money to be made out of conflict. There's a lot of people for whom 
Peace is not the goal. Chaos is the goal. Uh, getting what you want by killing as many people as you can is the goal. And we have to realize that there's no solution to this conflict. And a, a, um, at least not one that doesn't entail being super strong and holding your ground. And that's going to take a lot a lot of guts and a lot of will and a lot of medical, uh, medical, a lot of, um, of a military power, uh, but more will than anything else. You can have all the power, but you can't, if you don't have the will, it doesn't matter. So um, I was just listening to her, I'm thinking like, what, how could this be? But she's gonna vote and she's got the vote, right to vote just as much as I do. I didn't push her or anything like that. She would break her leg and not get to the to the voting booth. I would never do anything like that. The thought didn't even cross my mind. But really, we live in a democracy. Everybody's got the right to vote, even though, you know, the people that they're going to put in the Knesset are people that, in my opinion, could destroy the country if they were running the show. So hopefully not as many people feel uh, the way she does as feel you know, on the other side. And we'll see where it goes. Um, it's definitely, definitely going to be an interesting day. Uh, I was in the city of David this morning also, which is always fabulous. And all these finds and the new studies that if you guys haven't read Google, um, uh, like magnetism and Israel. Okay. There's been a couple articles that came out in the last week. And I would really, if I wasn't so busy with guiding, I would have, uh, and also I have to tell what happened. And that's why I haven't been putting a podcast so regularly is that my computer broke. And so it's been hard for me to, and hasn't been fixed yet because Apple, I have an Apple and they don't really have the services here in Israel that they have in other places. Most people here use Android. So now I'm going to take the computer with me when I go to the States and try and get it fixed there. But anyway, that's why I have been able to really properly, um, to properly uh, tape my podcast. But, um, but anyway, so, but, but go into, otherwise I would have had one of these mag, these guys who are into the whole magnetic field and how that is bolstering things in the Bible, like things that we that they talk about, there's a battle in the Bible and things were destroyed. And now they've been able to trace the magnetic pull of those days versus what they know about the world and actually say, so we were in the city of David today, which is why I brought this up. There was a room that I was privileged to have uh, helped dig out during COVID when I volunteered in the archeological dig there, um, that they had been actually able to date to the destruction of the first temple by the Babylonians uh, based on what was destroyed in that room and the magnetic particles that they found in there. So totally wild stuff. And the more they dig and the more they find, the more it bolsters the Bible and the history that many of us feel happened, but there's constantly people trying to undermine it. So it's just amazing. So many things all the time, so much going on here. Um, and it's so nice to be back in it, you know, for people to be able to show, to be able to go and learn these things, then to be able to turn around and teach them to people who are coming here and just keep people really so excited about, uh, about Israel and about the wonderful things that are happening here, despite the news and despite the dangers we have to, the good people have to keep plugging on and first of all, focusing on the good. And also trying to make sure that the bad guys can't do what they want to do and to keep doing those good things and, and really, you know, support Israel and come and visit and keep tabs, which I know anybody who's listening to this is doing so. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this um, and just, you know, keep connected in any way that you can. So I hope that this is going to be quick because I only had a little break, um, but uh, but I hope that wherever you are, you're keeping well um, because uh, crazy things are happening all over the world. Uh, somebody asked me if I was going to LA this trip and I said, no, I'm like, no, LA is crazy. 
LA is like scary crazy. Although somebody said to me, you need to be careful in New York City also. People are getting pushed in front of subways and there's all this kind of crime. So I guess everywhere, you just got to keep, you know, keep your antenna up, keep your eyes open and try and be safe and enjoy things, um, you know, and, and being safe all the time as much as we can. But it can't be a reason to stop us from doing things that are important to us and seeing people that we love. That's super important, especially because most of us didn't get to do that for, the, you know, for a couple of years. We were really cut off from a lot of the people that we cared about, couldn't see them. So, um, yeah, full gas. I'm definitely foot on the gas pedal now trying to get uh, things done in, uh, you know, things that I miss doing and just getting back into into the life that I love and the guiding and the speaking and all of that. So again, I hope wherever you are, you're good, you're safe and um, hope to, you know, start doing this regularly because it really bothers me when I don't put out a show between all the holidays and everything else. Um, a lot of the weeks went by where I wasn't able to be with you guys, um, but I am now. And so uh, let's hope that whatever happens Tomorrow in Israel is uh, not just good for the Jewish people, but good for good people everywhere and ultimately good for the world. The leadership here has a really big impact on what happens around us um, with Iran and with all these things that are like, whoa, uh, we're just kind of watching some good people trying to overthrow some bad people and uh, hoping for their success. But we're definitely a part of that and get affected by whatever happens. So uh, it just should be good. Um, blessings for good leadership and wisdom on everybody's side. Uh, and that's it for now with thanks to Ben and to Tabitha. Uh, Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. And uh, take care, everybody. And goodbye for now. I call for a vote. I'm not voting for her. Only an idiot would vote for me. What? You should know who to vote for. Who are you going to vote for in the upcoming election? Hi, this is Josh Haston, host of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network. Full election news and analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. That's the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Keep it locked in. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true.